welcome, welcome to CrossFit Expert. I'm your host, Pap Metzard. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great CrossFit name, Nailed Pap Metzard. Uh, I try not to go full on Dax, but it's just, it's the perfect podcast, you know, it's a fun intro. Who would have thought watching this guy's acting career that they would he would become the faux ex, like intelligent guy? Yeah, and talk crazy. To all these people. It's yeah. almost like Malcolm Gladwell. You read his books and you're like, man, what an author! And then his podcast is even better. Yep. Now he's got Pushkin Industries. He's got all these podcasts mm-hmm. out there. He's teaching other people. He's great on other people's podcasts. A great interview. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Dak fall off the wagon? What do you mean? But before like the, the podcast, wagon. Yeah, like this year. Oh, no, boy. he admitted that he did something in the past. Oh, I thought. Oh, okay. Man, uh, he he admitted that he took um, Percocet uh, seven years ago, twelve years ago. It was a few months. That it was when his dad was dying. Oh, okay. And his, I thought they were. I thought somebody said that he had done it this year. It was a new take. Nah, I don't think I, so. I wouldn't. See I listened that. to the episode. No. Yeah, it's pretty clean. Was it? Did it just come out not too long ago? About a month and a half ago. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's what now. Everybody's just left this podcast and they're going to his. Yeah. So. Well, when he come back, he is our main competitor. That's true. Dax is our main competitor. Right ahead us, ahead of us in the rankings. <laughs> <laughs> We're after you, Dax. And look out, Malcolm. Number five. Number five. Thousand, <laughs> number five, 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 five. Yes, we're a little more niche. We just have a few more fives yeah. in here. Niche. I've been taught to say that word correctly now. Niche. Yeah, you say niche or niche, Hunter. Niche. See, it's an age thing. I'm telling you, it is an age thing. It's not a quiche. <laughs> Y'all enjoy being wrong. It's not a breakfast suit. It's not a pie made with eggs. It's niche, which are disgusting anyway. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a Do minute. Do you like quiche, Hunter? No, I don't there like quiche. How could you not like quiche? What's wrong with quiche? Well, one, they don't taste good enough to overcome their incredibly bad texture. It tastes like the word sounds. No. Oh, my gosh. You guys just haven't had a good one. I don't, I, there's a local they place. They don't exist. So there's yes. a local place that sells a great quiche. Well, I can't have them anyway. I have an egg intolerance. Yeah, that's true. Which, as we were either. discussing at the box yesterday, most people have, right? Yeah. Which most is people don't digest crazy very well. Sitting around talking after the workout, one of our friends is like, man, eggs? I have eggs every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was like saying he has trouble sleeping every night, and he I can't remember what else his symptoms were. Gets migraines and everything. Yeah. And then he just uh, got a food sensitivity test done, and his eggs were really high. I was like, well, most people's are really high, too. Yeah, I really felt bad for him because Hunter's, Hunter is over there in classic Hunter fashion. He's just reading off, like, the worst news of this guy's life. <laughs> and he doesn't really, like, Hunter's investigating, like, how can we solve this for you? But the, the guy's experiencing it very emotionally. And Hunter's like, oh, yeah, peanut butter. And the guy goes, man. I love peanut butter. <laughs> he already had seen the results. He'd already seen them. He knew. He knew. Yeah, man. Uh, water, uh, milk. <laughs> I mean, he literally looked like like that that moment that you break up with your first girlfriend in high school. You're like you're real good. Like I love peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> but we were gonna get married. <laughs> All right, so speaking of food, here we go. How'd you like that segue? That was really good. Speaking of food, we are coming up on literally one of the worst times of the year. A strong, hard disagree, but, you know, teach their own. Wait a minute. You'll agree with where I'm at. It's one of the worst times of the year to try to focus on intake because there's just so much. not like to avoid gluttony? Yeah, there's so much history and tradition, and I will admit over particular foods, nostalgia, not the recent nostalgia, like nostalgia, nostalgia, calling back on last episode, there's so many things where you're like, oh man, that's just a comfort food, especially in the South we say that, that's just a comfort food. I remember my grandmother made this dish, blah, 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 blah. It may contain 6,000 calories per spoonful, but it just tastes great. Would you call fried chicken a comfort food or a religious experience? Um, it depends on the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> it depends on the day. If Tom, I'm Popeyes or KFC or yeah. Popeyes. If uh, you're feeling, get that KFC out of here. Yeah. If you're feeling needy, chicken, I agree. I don't like KFC, but some some people do. I don't trust them. If, the if spicy, like, the spicy, I can't do spicy, but uh, overall flavor from Popeyes, Popeyes is just better. Is, whew, it's so good. Yeah. Well, for me, it's the fried chicken biscuit combo. It's like. You've got a biscuit that is incredible on its own right. The fried chicken. You're talking about alone. a real shame is Popeyes not being open for breakfast just to dish out some biscuits. You ever have one of those things with uh, butter and jelly on it? <sighs> Listen, Dang. I'm old enough to remember when Popeyes was open for breakfast, and it was incredible. 
That's a nice time. Uh, stay tuned know. for outside the box. I don't know. They just suddenly stopped serving it. I remember the I remember the day I realized that I was in college and I literally woke up. At, this is very me. I woke up and I didn't go to class, but I did get in my car and I drove to Popeye's for some breakfast. And it was like, yes, what happened? Yeah, you skipped Hello? class and Popeye said, "All right, we're right. doing this to students. Yeah. We can't be doing that." <laughs> we're sending Ben down the wrong path in his life. <laughs> so how do we? Here's the question. And man, if we answer this, we will have cornered the market. What are some some good strategies to maintain your priorities during the holiday season? Holiday eating strategies. Holiday eating strategies. So many people talk about this, but they're usually unrealistic. They're like, hey, make something out of whipped cream that tastes like turkey and dressing. No, we can't. Let's make sure that it's attainable, all right? We have some good strategies that are effective. are we giving permission to being able to actually partake in the food that's there? Or are we trying to avoid it? Yeah, TVD, no, it feels like how, that's very coyote. Yeah. No, it's just how to, like, you go to Thanksgiving dinner, you go to a Christmas party, you know, what should be a strategy when you go? Mm-hmm. I mean, bounce your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> bounce your eyes. <laughs> Do not lust after said food. Bounce your eyes. Okay, so let me, let's go the, about this kind of in the reverse direction. I feel like I want to share my strategy and see if it gets like what rating is it yeah, an A strategy, yeah. C strategy? Let's hear it. Uh, because look, what we can talk about is that the way that my mother specifically cooks, mm. everything starts with a stick of butter, if not two. You're going to have some cream of mushroom soup over there just in case because yep. you need to spice it up a little bit. And if you can top anything with cheese or something fried, it will be. It will be because we're going Pyrex all the way. That that's how this works. So mm. that's what I grew up eating, uh, which is pro- it's the hidden secret to my current physique, actually. But we don't have time for that discussion. Wow. So when I go into a holiday season, um, I have developed a pretty terrible reputation for hating the holidays. Well, actually, I enjoy it. It's a, I enjoy. I wouldn't call it a bad reputation. Yeah. So. Uh, and food is a part of that. Since I became part of the CrossFit community, I realized how bad I feel when I overindulge in a lot of that stuff and the, the lasting effects of it. So here's what I do. I go in uh, to this scenario. I'm, I love how I'm prepping like it's a really traumatic experience. <laughs> I go into the scenario and here's my commitment. I'm going to have one plate and that's it. And after that, I'm not going to go back all afternoon and and knickknack and all that kind of stuff. So what do you do if you're still hungry? I have a rule of one plate. No, no, no. I meant like, are you allowed to snack on other things in said house or do you you bring your own pocket snacks or what are you doing? (laughs) No, no, no. no. (laughs) What I do is I actually wait for the next meal time. Because in my family, we come back around, like we put it all away and we pull it all back out. uh, So that technically throughout the course of the day, then I'm going to have uh, two plates, you know, gotcha. and obviously I'm going to watch the the alcohol intake because when you get around family, you know, you could uh, need it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. But you have to watch that. We've discussed alcohol and what, all what that stuff does yeah. to you, but that, that's a real part of most people's holidays, I would say. Mm-hmm. So it's not just food, but you can be drinking a lot of calories and not realize it. But for me, the strategy is anything that is cooked is fair play. Even as bad as it is, as individual bites and, and servings are, I'm going to limit myself uh, to one plate. And it is, for years, that has worked for me. I also feel like you have the ad- added benefit, and I'm not speaking things into your life. You tell me if I'm wrong. But I feel like you're f- fairly, at least compared to the average American, fairly careful and focused with your diet the rest of the year. Yes. So at the same time, that's another safeguard. Because if you start putting that Thanksgiving crap in your body, you're going to know real fast exactly how bad it makes you feel compared to if you're eating it all the time. Yeah, and that's that's the reason for my strategy because I do enjoy the taste and it has that nostalgic feel right. and all that stuff. And I enjoy participating and that's one thing that most families do, I think. It turns into kind of a group cook situation. Yeah. So that's kind of fun, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I don't I don't get that sick, bloated. Aw- I mean, yeah. I, you can I, you can enjoy the rest of the day. Talking I realize to that something different has gone on. You know, mm-hmm. I, we probably don't need to go into details there. But the fact that you limit the intake, but you don't restrict yourself so hard that you end yep. up binging later. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. No, I think that's a pretty solid strategy, man. That's good. You uh, ten minutes in. All right, next you set <laughs> your uh, you set your boundaries, you set your limit, and then uh, then you then you just go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's good. Um. So I kind of talk about what my strategy is and what I talk with people about. And I, I wrote an article about this last year and I think we reposted it. But um, I think one thing you said, Chase, about him eating healthy the rest of the year, 
um, is, is, is very important because you don't want to, uh, get to a, a place where your holiday party turns into a two month binge session. Um, you got to mm. establish kind of a boundary, um, first. And Are say, you saying that's how long the leftovers last? <laughs> yeah, <afterwards>? yeah. <laughs> no, the effects for sure. What can happen is if, say you've been, you've been like limiting yourself for a really long time and you get to, you go to a party and you're like, well, I'm gonna let myself go here. I mean, that can really snowball into a really drastic, very long, prolonged binge thing where it's like, well, you know, Thanksgiving and then, okay, well, I got the Christmas party coming up and then I got this other Christmas party coming up. Well, then Christmas is coming up. Well, I'm just going to wait till January 1st to, to get to back to where, you know, to get back on track. And then next thing you know, a month and a half has gone by, you put on 10, 15 pounds and we all know um, how quickly that can happen. And so setting a, setting a boundary and, and having a game plan before you get into the holiday season is incredibly important. Otherwise, you know, you can, you can really set yourself back almost a year's worth of progress in a month. And so, um, Oh my gosh, that is terrifying. You really can though. I've never heard it put that way, but that's true. I mean, think how hard it's, you could work from January to November 1st and work really hard to lose 10, 15 pounds. And then you can let yourself go the last month, month and a half, two months of the year and put it all back on and maybe even add some more. Right back to zero. Yep. Canceled out. So, um, um, so number one is don't beat yourself up for going to a party and, and eating the party food. I mean, you have to live your life. You can't go the rest of your life and just not eat, um, and say, I'm not going to eat cake ever again, or I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to eat the, the things that I like. We always talk about moderation is important. If there's something that you really love, you can't just completely, don't just completely give it up, you know, let it go, just build it in as part of your plan. Right. And so go into the holidays is like Thanksgiving day. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to let myself go, but I'm going to, um, have everything else dialed in the rest of the week. Um, but let's say you, what's a plan on actual, uh, you know, game day, you know, the day that you're going, <laughs> it's, it's game day, it's Thanksgiving it's game day. day. What's my plan? So number one, just realize, okay, I'm, I got Thanksgiving coming up. We got the 50 workout challenge coming on. So we're trying to get people working out more through the holidays than they normally do. So that's going to be one step of it. Make sure you're, st- you're keeping with your routine, try to eat healthy. But when you go to the buffet, all you can eat buffet on Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. What's what's some strategies um, if you're making a plate? So um, number one, always start with your protein. So the first thing you always want to do when you're making your plate is pick out your protein. You don't want to be going around to the carbs and the fats and the potatoes and all that type of stuff, loading your your plate up with that, and then oh, let me throw a little piece of chicken on there on the top. I hate it already. <laughs> Please so continue. First thing is start with the protein. Number one, we know. Just about everybody doesn't get enough protein. Most people don't get enough protein. Number two, it's going to make you feel fuller. Um, it's going to fill you up. It's going to it's going to take longer to digest. It's going to slow you down eating. Actually, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So start with the protein. Try to get a lean protein source. Um, the leanest option out there, maybe it's some chicken or uh, turkey or something like that. But put protein on your plate first. At least know if nothing else. If I eat like crazy, at least I'm going to get enough protein today because. I mean, you can fill up on fats and carbs and not, you can go way over your calories and not even come close to your, to your protein goal. And then that's a double whammy. So at least if you're going to eat a lot, get enough protein. So that's number one, start with the protein, make that your first thing that you eat, um, on the day. Um, number two is, uh, mind your, mind your micros. Uh, so pay attention to your micronutrients. So this is where mix in some greens, mix in some vegetables, mix in, uh, a variety of different types of foods. It doesn't have to be a lot, but make sure you're getting it in there because that's going to help. You know, there's a lot of antioxidants, vitamins and minerals and stuff that's going to make your body um, digest food better. It's going to make you feel better. Um, so make sure you get some type of greens on there. Don't just go straight to the dip and just eat dip all day long. You know, make sure you're getting some some micronutrients in there. Number three is drink a lot of water. Um, so uh, it can be really easy to just skip the water and go to the sweet drinks or whatever. But if you drink enough water, you're going to stay hydrated. Your, um, your digestive system is going to work better. Your metabolism is going to work a little bit better. Um, all that food's going to, 
you know, go through your body better. And then it's also going to help you, um, from eating too much because you're, you're, you're filling up with some water as well. So I think we should stop there and talk yeah. a little bit. We, it's not that we tiptoe around this. We've talked about it very directly, but let's go through a typical holiday day. Yeah. You're with the family and it starts with mimosas. Then you get to lunch, you've got a gin and tonic. Then you get to dinner and maybe you're like, well, okay, I'm going to wait. But you, you end the day by having, you know, uh, a couple of highballs or a highball of whiskey to end the day. And I mean, you've, it's not like you've gone around the bend and you're like going to get a ticket for public drunkenness, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, it's been in moderation, but it's been in moderation all day long. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of calories right there yeah. that you're probably not accounting for if you're just thinking about food. Yeah. If, if you're drinking too, um, that's another aspect of it as well. Uh, so if you're drinking, um, uh, you know, it depends on what you want to do. If you're like, you know what, today's a wash. I'm just going to let myself go, you know, okay, don't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to stay with moderation and you're drinking like that, try to offset that with eating somewhat healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And we can, you know, regardless of what your alcohol strategy is, you, we can say very factually, the more alcohol that you have, the, your inhibitions are lower. It's going to be more difficult to stay inside of your plan. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, so, I mean, just try to talk about it neutrally. I think you could approach alcohol the same way that you approach food. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a plan going in mm-hmm. and Stick I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do these particular things. And then I don't have that. Uh, Meredith has actually talked a lot about this, about the, the guilt factor with, with food. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to get into that guilt Mm-mm. cycle where then I just start eating to make the guilt feel better. Right. Same thing would go with drinking. Like, okay, I'm going to have this and this, and then I know what my boundaries are. I'm going to stay within those boundaries. It gives me the greatest chance for success. Yeah, and it gives you it it gives you lets you relax mentally. If you know going into it, all right, I'm going to have x x amount of drinks tomorrow. Um, then you don't feel bad about it, and then it's really easy to stop. Where if you don't, if you're just like show up and you're like, oh, we're drinking, cool. Then next thing you know, it's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, maybe you're really committed, but after that second, you know, you start yeah. to wane a little. Oh, bit. Oh, and so. then yeah, if you once you start getting some drinks in you, it's really easy to just just start going to town on the food. No doubt. So I, I think for what you're saying though, I think this is very helpful in that you can maybe associate your drinking with mealtime because mm-hmm. you know, I've got a lot of protein, I've got other things going in. So it's going to limit how much drink I want anyway. And then between meal times, if you're committing to water, you've got a cup of water or a bottle of water in your hand all the time, then it's going to set you up for success even at mealtime yep. because you're going to have some stuff on your stomach that's, yeah. you know, water can be very filling. Oh, yeah. Especially absolutely. if you drink as much as you're supposed to drink. In yeah. A day. And then if you drink water, it's going to help with you feeling bad the next day too because yeah. that so, hangover comes from being dehydrated. Yeah. It's going to flush it out. So, all right. So we start with the protein on the plate. Protein first. on the plate. Then you got the uh, micronutrients. micronutrients. Yeah. Then you go to water. Yeah. Um, number four would be workout. So um, whenever you know, if you know you're going to eat a lot the next day, Go and work out. Make sure you work out the day before. So at least or the day of, because then your body is going to be using a lot of those calories to repair your muscle. Whereas um, if you don't work out, then your body's just like, well, I got all this excess energy. I just need to store it. Um, at least you can use a lot of that food to kind of repair and rebuild your muscle. And it's going to help with soreness. So work out, work out a lot. I like to work out a lot before I I know I'm going to, if I'm going to, if I know the next day is going to be eating a lot or the know the day of is going to be eating a lot, I'm like, man, I'm going to do a whole lot of working out because then I'm using that food to kind of fuel and rebuild as opposed to just store. Um, so even if you get up in the morning, like Thanksgiving day, the gym's closed, uh, you know, get up there do like a, a body weight workout or something. You All know, right. Here's and, where I'm going to make the play. Yeah. We're in the 50 workout challenge. Mm-hmm. It's Thanksgiving Day. Gym's closed. I mean, I would be there, but it's closed because you guys, I don't know why you decided. Thanksgiving Day is Thursday. So come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. If I do something at home on Thursday and document it in some way, do I get credit for a workout in the 50 workout challenge? No, you don't, but you do get credit for it in your. In your, body, in your heart, in your body, in your, and <laughs> you're your, number one yeah, in the yeah. heart. Oh, I'm just trying to figure out how to get a little, I'm that student trying to figure out how to well, get some the extra The whole credit. point of it was to, you have to get your workouts in around the holiday. So you need to be in the gym when you can be in the gym, because you know, you're not going to have those certain days. This is true though, that, uh, Cody does stay open a lot around those holiday days. We'll be open the day before Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving. So, and then, you know, the day after Thanksgiving is going to be a good long workout to, to, to 
burn a lot of calories and all that type of stuff. So it's going to be, uh, that's actually good information to leak out. It's probably going to be moderate intensity for a longer time. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. Love yeah, those. I mean, the last thing you want to do is Fran the day after you've <laughs> ate, like ate all day and drank a whole lot. Don't Unless you're committed, then you start with Fran and do whatever's programmed. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I feel like we got a pretty good strategy. So yeah. you, you get your body into uh, rebuild recover mode. Yeah. Rebuild recover mode. And then, so that way what you're giving it, it actually is going to be using for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, n- number five would be look at your diet week to week, not day to day. So look at it on a week to week basis. So, you know, Thursday's Thanksgiving, I'm going to be going ham. You see what I did there <laughs> at the dinner table. Just just the we almost lost a microphone right there. <laughs> Coffee going right on it. Uh, at the dinner table, I'm going to be going ham. So <laughs> y- you know that. All right. So let's, let's say uh, on a, on a week, on an average week, I'm eating uh, 2,500 calories a day, whatever that comes out to over the week. Well, maybe I know I'm going to be eating. 5,000, 6,000 calories. So I need to drop down my, the calories for the rest of my days to 2,000. So I take 500 off every other day because I know I'm going to be way over. Then you can still get close to your average over the week. But if you stay with your same amount of calories um, all the other days and then go way over, then you're going to be way over. Does that make sense? So you kind of pull off on your other days um, to make up for what you know you're going to be doing on Thursday. And then Another way to do that intuitively is, man, the day after you eat a whole lot, just don't eat that much. You know, maybe fast until lunchtime. That's what I do a lot if I eat a lot the day before is I'll fast until lunch um, to kind of miss a meal and kind of make back up on that calorie deficit. Okay, I do have a question. I think our audience may be asking the same thing. So if I adjust my caloric intake on other days and I'm still training, does that need to affect my training or do most people not train in a, at an intensity that would really affect? Uh, most people don't really need to worry about that. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, if you're training multiple hours a day, yeah, that's going to be a little bit different, but th- those aren't really the people we're talking to about here. They're going to have a game plan coming into it and into the holidays anyways. So you're talking about, you're really just talking about a 500 calorie yeah. deficit. Yeah. It's not like it's you're not, not eating. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying don't eat for three days. Yeah. I'm saying just cut off, you know, cut out a snack or something. Skip the latte. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something if, like instead that. of eating 2,500 Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, eat 2000. So you have 1500 calories right there. Um, and then Friday, you're probably not going to be eating your full amount anyway. So say we're talking Thanksgiving week here, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, instead of eating 2,500 you eat 2000, you got 1500 calories in the bank right there. Then you go, you know, eat 6,000 calories on Thanksgiving or whatever it is. So you just gave up, you know, you're, you're at a surplus. Well then Friday, you're probably going to eat 2000 or even 1500 because maybe you skip breakfast and you're just not that hungry. Saturday, get back to your 2000 and Sunday, 2000, you know, that's another thousand calories there. And then you got another thousand from Friday. So you just made up an extra three, 3,000. Basically, I mean, I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you. What I'm saying is look at it across the whole week. Um, and one day is not that big a deal if you make up for it for the other six days. Yeah, inside that seven. You guys actually just made a post about this, about how people do this incorrectly. Oh, over the, yeah, on the weekend. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they'll diet. Monday through Thursday, and then, all right, I made it to the weekend, and then give it all up Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you're actually at a surplus. Right. So this is an interesting thing to point out uh, because it gets to that thing about not only the week, but your overall strategy with your food. A lot of people make a big deal out of Thanksgiving, but if they actually looked at a typical SEC weekend, they're kind of bumping up against Thanksgiving a lot. You know, yeah, yeah. you go tailgate and you're, you're slamming back beers out of the Yeti all weekend, 12, college, 12 games a year. You're, you're. <laughs> yeah. So this is a point I was going to try to make because a lot of people this time of year, especially fitness podcast hone in on holiday food and that sort of thing. Uh, but th- the strategies that you're talking about right now cover anything. Like I'm about to go on a, a vacation uh, here in a, a few weeks <clears throat> with my wife, we're going to be out of town. You know, we're going to go to a restaurant and I'm not going to be counting calories. I'm going to yeah. get an appetizer and all that, but I can have a strategy. It, really what we're rolling out is a strategy for any sort of anything, special occasion. Yeah. 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 Anything like, uh, you go on to sandals on your honeymoon, like, 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 uh, my wife and I did. And it's like, all you can eat and drink all week. And so I know like the week I got back, I was like, man, I, I, 
I ate a lot. I'm going to be at a calorie deficit for probably this whole week to try to even that week out. And same thing, you go on vacation. The last thing we want people doing is taking Tupperware on their vacation to, to dinner. Oh, you know, say, it, say it louder for the people in the don't back. Be, yeah, uh, enjoy your vacation. Enjoy your life. Don't be the guy that doesn't eat cake at their kid's birthday party. You know, don't be that guy. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just plan. I mean, it's easy to do if you just plan ahead and say, all right, look, I got this birthday party on Sunday. There's going to be ice cream cake there. I'm going to eat a slice. Well... I might eat two slices. Okay, well, I'm just going to eat less the day before. I'm going to eat less the day after and make room for it. I mean, if you look at it across a week-to-week or a month-to-month basis, one day is is nothing. It's a blip on the radar. It doesn't even matter. Maybe you hold extra water weight for a day or two. Who cares? You know, it's gonna you're going to flush all that stuff out. And so just having a plan, most people don't have a plan. I mean, they, they're just like Thanksgiving comes, they show up, there's all this food and they start going to town. Next thing you know, they've eaten like crazy and then they feel bad about it the next day. It's like, well, it's Friday. I've already, I mean, I already did it yesterday. I might, I might as well wait till Monday to get back on track. And then Monday comes around and then they got a Christmas party on Thursday. So they eat good for three days and then they're back on the cycle again. And then next thing you know, it's a month and a half and they've put on 15 pounds. That's how it goes. Yeah. Um, but it, so if you can have a plan and say, all right, this day I know, I'm going to, I'm not even going to think about calories. I'm not going to worry about it. At least have a little bit of a plan. Well, let me make sure I get enough protein. Let me make sure I get some micronutrients. Let me make sure I'm getting my water in and I'm going to work out a lot the day before the day after, and I'm going to be at a calorie deficit leading up to it. So I don't have to worry about it. If you put the, if you put the work in and plan beforehand, it's going to be a lot more freeing, you know? So can we talk about it this way? Um, I believe we have a good strategy here. There's no Mm -hmm. doubt about it. However, how do you make the planning more attractive? This is always my question because I'm not necessarily a great planner. Yeah. I'm either like the most rigid guy on planet earth or I'm just the wheels are off the bus. How do you make the planning as attractive as it should be? Is it by the end of all this, you're not going to delete the hard work you've already done? I mean, what's a good motivator? Um, keep your goals in mind. So, uh, really think about, this year and how much work you put in and what did you wanted to think back to the, you know, did you write goals down at the first of 2020? What were your goals? Um, uh, what, what motivates you to go, um, to the gym in the first place? Why did you join the gym? Well, you know, why are you going to the gym five, six days a week? What did you want to get out of it? Um, and keep that in mind and say, okay, well, I still, those goals are still extremely important for me in order to achieve those. I need to have a plan going into this holiday season. And so I'm going to sit down and actually think about it. And then another thing is it's fun to think about Thanksgiving. It's fun to think about all this food that I'm going to be eating, you know, Mm -hmm. and think you you can plan that first. I'm going to eat this and I'm going to eat that. You know, we, we tell people a lot of times like plan a cheat meal. And if, if you really don't want to give up that pizza plan on it Saturday night, and it's fun to think about, man, on Saturday, I'm going to get this pepperoni pizza from here and I'm going to eat this and I'm going to eat that. Well, in order to eat that, I need to not eat as much the rest of the week and I need to work out um, every day leading up to it. And so that's just kind of part of it. So you can kind of plan the fun stuff and then plan, well, what do I need to do to, to make sure I can earn that? Um, think about it as earning your, your Thanksgiving day as opposed to um, just something that you do. Stealing it, yeah. That's, that's great. Because I, I think we have a lot of false information that flies around out there that, you know, you got to have a food scale out and your family's going to start making fun of you. Yeah. And don't th- be that guy. Don't be that guy. The other thing is you have, you hear a lot of people say there must be a little bit of truth in it, but I'm not this guy. I think I represent a lot more of the people out there. They're like, oh man, I've been just been eating great for so long that that, that dressing didn't even taste good anymore not the case. Like, yeah. I'm still going to want to have at least half the dish of banana pudding. It tastes that great. Look, I don't care how long I go without eating a pizza, which isn't long typically. <laughs> <laughs> I've never that tested pizza, this theory, but I'm very confident. That pizza is still going to taste good. It's still going to taste great. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you like what you like. I mean, other people, I like, I, we've talked about it before. I'm not a big chocolate guy. I don't, I don't, I could go the rest of my life without eating chocolate and not really miss it. But there's a lot of other people that love chocolate. Love it. And yeah. they just absolutely love it. Like I have to get dark chocolate and sea, uh, sea salt caramel for my wife from Kroger all the time because she loves it so much. And I'll, I can, it can sit in the house for months and I can go without Never eating it. it. And it's, it's, I'm not even tempting. But if there's a bag of chips in the house, 
it's not lasted more than a day or two. Gone. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, no matter how long, yeah, everybody's got their things that they don't want to give up. And we don't want you to give those things up. Just make a plan to have them as part of your life. People that are on a fitness journey also understand that when you earn something, it increases the joy that it gives oh, you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you go into Thanksgiving and know, man, I worked out hard all week. I, I was, I've been in a calorie deficit all week. Man, it's exciting. It's like, man, this is this is part of my plan. It all came together. I <laughs> yeah. did good, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna enjoy it. And it's uh, it's freeing, you know, having having that structure. We talk about this a lot. Having the structure in your life is so much more freeing because you know it's part of your plan. It's about it. It can be very overwhelming when you just get in that cycle of Christmas parties and Christmas and Thanksgiving and all these meals, and you know, in the back of your mind, like, man, I'm. I'm going to have to pay the piper on this and come January. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just keep pushing it off and pushing it off. And next thing you know, January 1st comes around and you've put on 10, 15 pounds. And it's like, man, it's going to take me until March or April. Just get to back to where I was. Yeah. You know? So that's a, that's really um, helpless feeling. And we don't want people to feel helpless. We want people to be in, feel in control. This strategy also is going to help you with your, um, you know, think about wh- whether you're with family or not. You may be a person that doesn't have family around. You're just going to spend some time with friends, which is awesome. Uh, but think about sitting at that table or around those environments, sitting in the kitchen at the big bar or whatever, and you're focused on what you're eating more than the people that you're with. Mm-hmm. Like that's just that's so much against the Coyote Fitness strategy right there. That I'm I'm separating from relationship because I'm so focused on yeah. my caloric intake, and this plan is going to allow you to uh, bring those things into your life that are actually good for you relationally. Yep. Yeah, so, absolutely. Enjoy it and just realize it's just one day and in, in the whole year you know plan for it but don't beat yourself up over it enjoy your time with your family and your and your friends and enjoy the food and and realize like man this this is this is a big part of life and i'm not i'm i'm not gonna be the guy that said ah you put too many olives on my on my, on my plate and you can only have three today yeah, let me pull up my app i gotta change everything now yeah i, I, mean, I get it is this 45 or 54 calories in this? <laughs> Man, that's going to frustrate everybody there. Yeah. Yes. All right. So let's, uh, we're wrapping up the segment now. Let's make sure that we review because we've talked a lot about the why behind it. Start with the protein, pay Mm -hmm. attention to those micronutrients, make sure you're getting enough water Mm -hmm. and the others were (laughs) make a plan. You got to make a plan. And there's one I'm missing. Uh, Work out. Working out. Yeah. Um, And and that would be the one I would forget. Week to week, not day to day. And then finally, just keep your goals in mind. Remember why you started and keep that in the back of your mind as you go through it and say, I'm doing this because I want to be fitter in January, 2021 than I was in January, 2020, or I want to, you know, be ready for the beach trip next year. And and it, you, you might not realize, but I mean, if you, if you take five steps back in December, it's going to take you, you know, a, a, a long time to get back to where you were. Whereas if you could just maintain December in January, you can start making progress again. Yeah. Fail in December, you're looking at uh, victory may be delayed until spring break. That's right, at least. We also say this before we wrap. We say, look, give give yourself some grace. If you set these five markers and you meet three this year and it's the first time you've had a strategy going, great. You know, you've now increased your effectiveness by 300%. That's right. Look at it in a, in a correct frame of mind. That way, if you fail with your water intake on Thanksgiving day, you don't just sacrifice the whole thing, you know, through the rest of the year. So, all right, here's what I'm eager to do. I'm eager to report back, uh, once we get to the end of the year on a couple of things, did I make the 50 and did I stick to these things over the holiday uh, season? Uh, where are you at on your 50? Uh, I, so I went out of town, I missed, uh, three, but other than that, I've got some weeks where I actually made six, we wow. got two weeks of six in there, showed up on two Atta Saturdays. Boy. Yeah. Yeah, I can pretty much tell in my uh, my chest and my arms that I'm. I'm I was going to say on uh, on Sunday, you're looking pretty swole up there on the stage, man. Well, that's a lot of that's the lighting. We really dialed that in, <laughs> so uh, that's why. Tell Chase me, does the tricep look okay right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, tweak it. Tweak no, no, it. turn a little bit to the left. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's just angling everybody the whole service. Like, why is he not? Why is he standing like he, that? He won't look at us head on. What's that about? All right, we've got an exciting uh, segment planned next. Oh yeah, that was a good callback to the OG you, melody. You really brought that one. I was going for a little reverb. Make sure that that makes its way in. Yeah, right. There okay, our outside the box. We're fighting hard for these, and I think we're up in our game on them. This is gonna I'm, be a good one. I'm kind of, 
I'm really stressing about this one. I've noticed you've been over there thinking the whole time, not about your caloric intake. Well, you know, I mean, metabolism. <laughs> right, right, Hunter. Right, Hunter. All right, launch us off. <laughs> Says the guy on the puffy jacket. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you can't call me fat if you can't see it. <laughs> um, if that doesn't sum up most of America's strategy, I don't know what does. <laughs> except for, which we can't go here, but except for people wearing fitness wear, like to the grocery store. the like Leisure, athleisure. Yeah, how did you even find athleisure? Where did that show up in your, anyway. Let's move on. To a time before athleisure. Some of us wear fitness wear to work ben ah i do that yeah that's chase every every day <laughs> adidas track fans okay launch us off because this outside the box has a couple of rules that really make the conversation more yeah, difficult yeah okay i think this was hunter's idea was it whose idea it, was it yeah it was hunter's idea it was like a mind mold between the three <laughs> yeah. no no you take credit oh, in I case think, of bombs yeah 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 it doesn't matter all right, so last episode, for half a second, we talked about time travel with Quantum Leap. Yes. Uh, with Ben being and frustrated the that the dude yeah, and the Simpsons said, He never makes his leap home. Yeah. So that got someone here thinking. I don't remember who. Um, but eventually all of us. Maybe we could go back in time and figure it out. Ooh. Boom. That's my new decision. I'm going back 10 minutes ago. <laughs> 30 minutes ago, whatever it was. What a waste. Um, what a waste. So we're going to go back in time. The rule is we have to spend a year. Uh, so if we go back April 17th of, I don't know, 1733. Okay. And you're not coming back until April 17th, 1734. Okay. So As you experience it. Yes. The difference is the people that you leave behind for that year... They don't realize you're gone. Time so we, is frozen. Yeah, yeah. We separate out that. Oh, my family's gonna miss me. They're gonna be searching. You come for right me. back up. One, no, they're not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let's be honest. <laughs> It'll be a relief. Where's Chase been? I don't know, but it's been really quiet. We just got the insurance money. Now this he's back. The, this has been the best year of my life. <laughs> um, you're coming right back to where you left. From. Right back to where Correct. you left off. Yeah, yeah, hop back in. New knowledge, new experiences. But. There's a big butt. There's no a big butterfly butt. effect. No, if you butt. don't know what that means, the the Ashley law. Kutcher, you're not smart enough to time travel. <laughs> the law of the butterfly effect is if you kill a butterfly back in back in time, there's no telling what kind of ramifications that has on the future. So if you move this rock or pet this horse or something like that, there's it, no United States of America. If you right, move this that's rock. right. The <laughs> yeah. world the world just changes. You know, Benjamin from, Franklin needed that rock to be in his shoe at this exact time. Otherwise, the lightning wouldn't strike. Yes. Yeah. There's anyway, none of that. So none of that. Um, you cannot do anything. You can't go back in time for the sake of uh, increasing your monetary stature in the future. You can't. There's use, no personal gain. Yeah. Other you, than just yeah. experiential. You can't use your knowledge of the past to gain when you get back. Yeah. Yep. We're just steadily peeling out. We're just going Which is back. A real shame. All the reasons why you can't I would even go. come back and write a really good I mean, history book. Didn't you watch Back to the Future too? <laughs> <laughs> it's just not worth it, man. <laughs> yeah. Biff screwed everything up. That shows up in all the the time travel movies. You know, people are like, Google, Google. What do you mean? Just trust me. You know. So you, go bet on the Yankees. Yeah, you can't do you can't yes. do that sort of stuff. Um, um, you're just going back for a year to experience it. Basically, yes. is what it come, boils yes. down to. Not to change anything. Not to gain anything, just to experience it. Yep. Okay. Cool. All right. So I think those are the parameters. I'm still currently panicking. Really? Yes. You don't know what time you would go back to? There's literally so many years. Yeah. So many. Okay. Like go, there's time periods I'll go that are first. interesting. Uh, I, do we have to pick a specific year? That's what Ben said. I don't have a specific year. I don't know that I could. Re I, I if can't I pick the year. Oh, probably shoot. Be wrong. I've been researching events in each year of the century that I'm looking at. Well, that's at great. I just, 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 just give us a general time. time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, uh, all right. So this is something I th I've thought about a lot because I, I love history. I love reading history and I love thinking about how things were in the past. I would much rather, if I had a time travel machine, I would much rather go to the past than the future. Um, but, for me, I really, I think I would want to go back to ancient times, like really ancient, like BC, like Babylon times. That was, yeah. Because I just, it's just, there's so little known of what it was like back there, back then. Um, I feel like, I mean, there's a lot of pretty good depictions of what Rome was like, 
what, you know, anything uh, AD um, was like. You can go watch a TV movie or whatever and kind of get a pretty good feel of it. But what was it like in Babylon, the hanging gardens and stuff like that? Like, what was it? That's just fascinating to me. Like, just because we don't really have any idea what it was like. Um, so I, w- I think I would go back to like, what is that, 3000, 4000 BC? I don't think it's that far. Sure it is. Who knows? Okay. Well, maybe. I, <laughs> when uh, Nebuchadnezzar was king see. or something I like that. I get the point that you're saying, though, yeah. that it's like... Um, it's so different. It's like foreign. Let's see. Before like, the big libraries like back burned. Then? Like, did they think the same way we do? What, what did they look the like? What was the fire? The Romans burned uh, the library. It was at Alexandria. Yeah. So there's a lot of history that was probably recorded. Oh, yeah. So that, there's, a, there's a huge misconception about a lot of cultures mm-hmm. that probably were pretty advanced and wrote things down that didn't survive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it's like people were a lot... People think like the general idea is that people were a lot dumber than back then than they are now, and I don't think that's true. Yeah. So I would I would want to just go back and see, you know, what was life actually like back then. Babylon, the first Babylonian Empire started in 1894 BC. Okay, so I'm gonna say 18 to 2000 BC, sometime in that okay. general area. Yeah. So you would be able to handle like the now what we do understand. Is oh that, yeah, the other rule is that you're not gonna die while you're there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah right. definitely you, you could back. survive, but yeah. it, being a modern person going back that far, there's going to be a lot of things, some modern comforts that you're going to miss. A Language lot. learning curve stuff. Yeah. like Yeah. Well, you got to assume you could just jump in. Jump going. in. I mean, and speak the language, we're not gonna. Yeah. Oh, we're not gonna time travel. You would stand out. You would spend the whole year just trying to trying learn, to learn the language. Yeah. yeah um, I thought that. Okay. No, no, no. You get the language. Okay. We got to make this easy. It's got to be oh. appealing. I'm not stepping in the machine if I'm just going to be frustrated for yeah. a year trying to talk to people. So yeah, you can do that. But I'm just saying, like modern conveniences, you're trusting you could acclimate pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's only a year. <laughs> it's only a year. Sure. You'd be so fascinated by the history. I think all that wouldn't really. Yeah. Matter. No. And literally, I, no, everything's I just, new. I mean, yeah. It would be. It would be literally like going into a, onto a different planet. I, I feel like it was yeah. everything would be so completely different. Um, yeah, I just want to see what it was like. I think we have like guys like Ryan Holiday to thank though that are bringing lots of lots of old writing, not even that old, but old writings back. Like these guys were really smart. We just think they were dumb because we are. Yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> Greek, we don't know anything Greeks, about history. I mean, they were yeah. incredibly smart. They just didn't have the the knowledge to build off of to to make conclusions and stuff, but. Um, that's, what's really fascinating to me is we have a lot of this history, you know, past this time, but so much of it was lost that people, we don't really have a good understanding of what, what things were like back then. And so, um, that's, 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 what's fascinating to me. All right, Chase, you're up. I am. Mm-hmm. Cause you're still researching mm, a little bit. All right. I've narrowed it down to two and I'm going to let you guys help me pick the one that I would actually do. Number one is to go back to, I can't decide between 14th and 15th century England and like literally just roam all over the the country. Um, Like start in London, get my feet wet there, and then just go see the rest of uh, what's to see. Like, you know, the Roman bath is still going to be heavily in use at that point. Um, different cities will be, have more prominence or less prominence than they do now, stuff like that. Uh, I just think it would be uh, honestly nuts uh, to see something like that because um, England's always interested me. I thought it was cool. And that's like right in the middle of like uh, chivalry and stuff like that, you know, knights, yada, yada, yada. Um, the second one is somewhere around 200 A.D., um, I, what I think would be interesting is to start in China, uh, and follow the Silk Road all the way to the Roman Empire, hmm. which they say could be done in less than a year if you were just traveling. It. I don't, I don't know if <laughs> you, you had to be booking it. it. If you had a plane ticket. But like if you, <laughs> if you were, if you were operating like a, um. Merchant. Like a merchant. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be super cool. That's interesting. So you would be able to experience a lot of the world in a... So I would get to see like the middle of China all the way through Western China. So all the mountains and stuff pass through where hunters just hung out a few Mm -hmm. centuries before. 
Um, well, he would, yeah, that definitely he'd, he'd he would gone. have a statue or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's Hunter. He was, yeah, here. he was here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then eventually end up around the Mediterranean. That would be, wow, that would that would just be mind blowing, wouldn't it be? Yeah, like, wait a minute, I'm back. That's a statue from antiquity. That's me. Mm. Yeah, crazy. Maybe you would have a reputation. Maybe you would like spawn legends and lore. I thought I wasn't allowed to do that in that year. Well, this is where I'm going. Oh. So kudos to you for your, your historical research. So two things affected my opinion. You can't die. So that means you can be involved in any sort of major conflict and know you're going to survive. True. What an advantage. Yeah. World War One. There's no butterfly effect. So you could, for the sake of experiment, interrupt history and you know that it's not going to have mm-hmm. a lasting impact. So those two things are pretty critical. So I have always wondered, what would Lincoln have done if he didn't get shot? What, mm. what would history look like? And I can experiment with this with no long-term effects now. It's just what happens for that year changes, okay? So I'm going back, which I know you're probably surprised that I didn't pick something in the World War II era. You know, like, if I just think the trauma of a lot of those things would outweigh the experience. I think it would be cool to know how accurate do we have these things, and like mm-hmm. Band of Brothers and all that stuff, yeah. you know, even with these guys looking back on things. I just don't think I want to, even knowing I'm going to survive, I don't want to be at normal. Can I make a guess? Sure. I don't think Lincoln would be a legend if he hadn't gotten shot. That's what I want to find out. Yeah. So you have, I started with JFK because yeah. we've read, a, we have actually read a lot about mm-hmm. JFK in this past year. You and I are. Yes. Sorry. You pointed to. Right. I pointed to you, Chase. I started with JFK. I'm like, what? What's going to happen? I started with all these leaders that were assassinated and did not have a chance to complete who they would have been, yeah. the impact that they would have made. thought about MLK for a second. Then I went to Lincoln, though, because that time period would allow me to, like, I think, learn a lot of things that intrigued me already. Yeah, You've got, like, this kind of craftsman thing in the 1800s. Uh, but I would actually want – it would mean a couple of things. It would mean that I would have to befriend Lincoln enough to affect what he's doing that evening, uh, or actually, or I about to say, or you could do um, uh, Booth or Booth, yeah. But knowing me, I wouldn't choose that because I think it would it would be a dark thing. I don't think I could be that compelling. I I think I'm more at a Lincoln level than a than a Booth's level, just as a guy. You think you could just kill Booth and be be on with it? Maybe, maybe. But then I have that on my. I'd rather save a guy than kill a guy. Well, he's gonna come back. <laughs> that's true after the year he's back yeah, yeah. so I, I just would want to see what was that 60 when did that happen i don't know 1860 something 1865 five three or five yeah i think yeah. it's five so i just think it would be cool to have that knowledge for the rest of my life you know looking back and reading history like no i actually saved that guy <laughs> and i know i know how the rest of the year turned out because man that was such a critical year in american history I think that's what I would do. Interestingly enough, all of us, and you brought it up, Hunter, we all chose to go back, not forward. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could go forward for one year. I don't want to go forward. <laughs> yeah. But think about all think about all the mysteries that would solve for you. I just think it would be too much knowledge, though. I mean, if you go back, you're like, yes. oh my gosh, this happens, and I, and I don't. You would and have I'm to, not allowed to affect it. You like, would have to live with that knowledge. Yeah. yeah you know how history's turned out, so... You guys went really far back. Uh, I I had something that's super intriguing to me before I got that far back. I will also admit I love modern conveniences, and I know they wouldn't be there in the 1800s, but it would be closer. Well, I think yeah, that's why I, that, <laughs> I, that's why I chose what I I chose because I think I would be so busy that it would be hard. It'd be easier to not miss it. I would if, probably would still miss if, it. If, if you had to go somewhere to finish out the rest of your life, I would choose completely different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but you know, just knowing that it's just a year, it's like I can do this for a year. Yeah, but you hit on something that was really interesting. You said I want to know how accurate our depictions are, and I, that's something that I've been thinking a lot about. The more I learn about history, is like how accurate is this information actually? Mm-hmm. Like right. how close is it to reality? Like, cause we can look back even five years and five different people will tell you five different spins on whatever, oh, what happened. I mean, nine eleven, perfect yeah. example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's like, at what point, I mean, even now, like you can look up a, a news story and there's five different outlets that say five different things happen. Mm-hmm. So like what actually it really did happen. Nobody knows. You know what I did think about by this could go on forever. We could have, we could spin off a podcast on this. Yeah. 
but I thought about going back to try to solve the mystery of um, going back to Egypt and trying to solve the mystery of the pyramids. The pyramids? Watching how they did it. How the aliens did it? Yes. And then (laughs) then being the only guy. But I don't think I could. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin said the aliens did it, and he said he saw aliens when he was in 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 outer in the. Uh, well, how old was he when he said this? His first name is Buzz. How much can we trust him? Uh, not too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> not too long ago. Yeah. So I, I thought about that, but uh, I think I think being able to affect history like that, and yeah, being able to um, just imagine being able to walk up to the White House and just sit down with the president. Yeah, it was crazy. That literally happened. But then also, are you at the same time, are you getting not as clear of a picture as you thought because now you're a friend of Lincoln and you saved his life? Like, odds are, you're going to be in the circle. Yeah, the circle of trust for Lincoln. Yeah. Did I, you uh, did you read the book Assassinating, Killing Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln? Mm, no, Kennedy. I never made it to it. We even recommended it, I think. I just uh, never made it to it. It was interesting to me, just like how, first off, how small Washington, D.C. was and like how easy it was to just <laughs> yeah. get him, get to the president and like. Yeah, you just walked in. Yeah, you just walk right around the yeah, corner. Yeah, there was a time where people were like, you can't keep meeting with people. You have to, you have to run the country. So, yeah. I don't know. I think this would uh, spur a lot of conversation. I would actually admit to that I'm I'm going to be thinking about this after this segment, and it may change my mind. So fascinating question. Way to go! All right. So where does that take us? Recommends? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Everybody's so trapped in thought about where they would go. I'm just thinking. Yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating. History is fascinating to me. Um, I read the I read this. I watched this movie called uh, Mud. Have you guys seen it, Matthew McConaughey? I never watched it, but I've I've heard a lot about it. It was yeah. really good. My father-in-law talked to me about it actually, but yeah. I've never watched it. It was really good. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, he's just he's just a good actor. He gets a bad rap for some reason. I mean, he, I think he's gotten rid of it now. Yeah. Has he? I think he did. He did a lot of rom-coms. Yeah, and then just so, made uh, a hard switch. I, uh, he, you know, he just came out with this book that he wrote based off his memoirs and stuff. And uh, I haven't, I bought it, but I haven't read it yet. But uh, he's been doing the rounds on the podcast, and he was on talking to Gary Vaynerchuk about that specific thing and uh, it was really interesting he said uh when he was in acting he got into that rom-com segment and that's all he was getting offered for and he he's like i took a step back and i realized like this is all i've done this is all people want me for and uh he's like i'm not doing those anymore and he went 18 months without working 18 months that's didn't a get a single time. thing and he long said time for an a-lister he got uh he was getting all that's all he was getting offered was rom-com and then this this one this one movie they were going to make they kept offering him offering him and then that their last offer i think was like 15 million dollars he, he's like uh no i'm not doing it you know <laughs> and uh so then he went 18 months and then he finally started getting some other offers and that's kind of when he changed it but uh it's crazy how you can just get typecast as a certain uh certain role and that's all people that's all they wanted to do but uh, Mud, anyways, Mud's a, uh, it was a, he's like a um, fugitive hiding out on this island in the Mississippi River, and these two boys from Arkansas who have a boat, like, find him, and then they um, start helping him, and he's trying to hide out from these people who are, who are looking for him to kill him, and uh, it's pretty, it pretty cool. Pretty so cool it movie. says, though Mud killed a man in Texas and has bounty hunters on his trail, he's most concerned about reuniting with Juniper. Right. Okay, so I'll, you know what I'll almost ask? Are there terrible Southern accents in this movie that I remember we're talking about McConaughey? Yeah, there so. there, there are some pretty bad ones. But he's not one of them no. because he's kind of got one naturally. Yeah, I met yeah. him. Yeah. But so. yeah, no, it's a good movie. It's on, Did you uh, hear what I just said? You what? I met him. Oh, you met him? Yeah. When? Free State of Jones filming. Where was that? Louisiana, Covington. He lived right around the corner from me for a while when they were shooting... Uh, Wait a minute, Reese Witherspoon um, plays Juniper. Mm-hmm. Is this a rom com in disguise? No, it's not. She did the same thing. She got out of all all that uh, bimbo stuff. Yeah, I watched her in that. Um, I can't remember what it was on or the name of it. Something about little fires burning everywhere. Fires burning everywhere. I think. Well, it was she on, also did the um, Hulu. news anchor thing, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, she actually did. Yeah, yeah. yeah so she hit, she jumped out. She jumped the uh, the rails too. All right, so mud, man. I've been looking for something to watch. Watch it, you'll like. Don't it. Don't leave me wrong, man. 
It, it's uh, it's like 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's really good. There we go. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, is this podcast of the podcast I talked about Peanut Butter Falcon on? Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit like- I uh, recommended it. Yeah. yeah. It was, no, it was, it was kind of like that in a similar vein. Okay. I think- uh, I like Peanut Butter Falcon better, but uh, Mud's really good, too. It's worth watching. Yeah. All right. Let, let it be known, Hunter did not recommend a book. Do you have a book that's you're reading, Chase? That's two in a yeah, row, that's, right? uh, something's changing in this man. Well, and last do book, I have last book one I'm reading? Book. I, have, you said? I haven't been reading as many books this year, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good year out. to skip. It, is a, it was a good year. Let, just not enough time to read, actually. Kidding. Quarantine. <laughs> All right, Chase, what do you have? I don't know that I have anything. You know what I'd like for you to, to do for our listening audience is recommend aware. Aware? Something yeah. aware? Yeah. I mean, if you're not, if you haven't discovered how awesome or if you've forgotten how awesome sweatshirts are, give it a shot this year. That's the way to go. So many different places make great sweatshirts now. It's not all Gildan, although I do I do like a Gildan. Well, I was going to say, I think the number one out of all the sweatshirts hanging in my closet, and there are many, um, I think Champion is back. It is winning the day. Yeah. As a brand. even As a brand. But the sweatshirts are just... You have one on right now. Yeah, the hanger one. They are My incredible. absolute favorite sweatshirts are from H&M. Really? They are easily the softest I've ever worn. And warm. H&M sweatshirts mm-hmm. as a wear recommend. Uh, Well, no, not on this podcast. <laughs> I don't want to be made fun of. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think a lot more people shop at H&M that would, than would admit it. It's uh, I don't know. I feel like we have more of a buckle. What does uh, H&M stand for? Uh, holy moly. No. I don't really I'll know. I'll tell you. I don't know what it actually stands holy for. Holy and moly. Holy and moly. I wouldn't even know where to go to shop at H&M. The North Park. The, and there's your problem. Yeah. They are at a lot of like uh, uh, tourist traps when you stop in town in cool towns and stuff. There's going to be an H&M there probably. Hen, Hennis and Mor- Moritz. Oh, okay. So people that started or hens and Moritz. It's a Swedish, 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 <laughs> Swedish. Hennis uh, and Moritz. All right, here's what I'm going to recommend, and I this may be a duplicate recommend. I don't know, but I've newly discovered it. Um, back to the modern conveniences. I'm going to recommend that if you haven't purchased a record player yet because you think it's just a millennial thing, then you're letting that block you from really enjoying music at a new level especially if you're like a pseudo collector, it can be a really expensive hobby or actually a very moderate hobby. There are great albums out there that don't cost very much money. And if you get a little bit deeper in it, take the deep dive, you can visit a record and get used. There are lots of high quality used records out there that don't cost um, a tremendous amount of money. It lets you dip into the nostalgia. Um, I think the barrier to entry financially into getting a quality record player that you can hook into speakers that you probably have around your house already. It's just a really cool experience to um, feel like you're speaking of jumping back in time, getting off that Apple Music or Spotify train and committing to one album. It, it lets you even go back and appreciate artists that maybe you're like, you've been listening to their hits for the past 20 years, but they've got lots of other tracks. I mm-hmm. mean, musicians, quality musicians that were building albums in history they knew the songs that were going to be hits and they maybe even wrote those songs to be hits or somebody wrote them for them. Uh, but their musicianship shows up, I think even more on the tracks that probably didn't make them all the money. Deep cuts. Yeah. The deep cuts. I mean, I think you can appreciate the deep cuts even more when you're listening on, on vinyl. And most people don't understand that music is, uh, what's the correct word, Chase compressed. Yeah. Uh, it's like, highly digitally compressed digitally compressed which means that you miss out on a lot of the nuance well there's it's inherent quality loss yeah there's quality loss there and if especially if you're a person that appreciates music you put that first vinyl on and you're like oh my gosh i've never heard that and it's and if it's a track that you've been listening to a long time like let's say you get a youtube uh vinyl you're like i never even noticed that was in there because Mm -hmm. it's, it's so compressed speaking of a band that embraced digital but we recorded a video the other day. We talked about three tracks on an album I've listened to since I was 17 years old. But you hear it on vinyl, and there's just so much to discover and think about. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to go vinyl. I think you sold me, Ben. It's probably going to set me up. Speaking of being made fun, <laughs> you're going to buy a sweatshirt and listen to your records? Uh, that's just a bad take from whoever makes it. Yeah, yeah. You're, 
Yeah. I, uh, so you can get on Amazon. Don't worry about getting those $600 record players. Those Mm-mm. are for the other guys. Mm-mm. You can get, you know, you can get a great record Audio player. Technica. Yeah. Sub a hundred bucks. You can get a great record player. Plus it looks cool. Yeah. Solid recommends. Good luck in the holidays, everyone. Yes. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Call back. Silky smooth sounds.